Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast, which is just a nice, easy recap of what happened in dairy markets this past week and what's on tap into the day ahead. It was another shortened holiday week due to the observation of the New Year's Day with some key international data out for the industry this week. Looking domestically first, Black and barrel cheddar spot values consolidated lower after last week's gains. Nonfat dry milk averages also experienced some weakness, now the lowest since August of 2021. Butter moved mostly sideways, and dryway saw very small gains. Any key takeaways from this week's spot activity, Eric? Alyssa, thanks for letting me join you today. Not a ton going on in some of those spot markets, as you had mentioned. We're drifting lower in some or maintaining a very flat market. CME spot butter was ticked up a quarter penny here this Friday, but over the last eight days, it's barely moved at all with zero trades this week. Mostly light volume because it still is a holiday shortened week. We only had four trading days this week with uh, New Year's being celebrated, but a lot of movement on the cheese side. Block cheese finished last year with what appeared to be a squeeze up at the 216 level. We've come off quite a bit to the start of the year, but it's been oscillating around. We got all the way down below $2, and then today we traded all the way up to 205.50. When comparing that against a $2 average for this week, which is what cheese buyers will be paying for physical next week off their contracts, it seems like that 205 level may be a little too expensive. Now on the barrel side, $1.7250 looks pretty cheap, although that's matched up quite well against this week's previous average of $1.7263, but against last month's nearly 184 December monthly average, that might look like a good deal. However, there was a plant fire at an AMPI cooperative plant in Wisconsin that was a processed cheese facility. Now, it doesn't sound like any of the manufacturing issues were there. That may displace some barrel cheese that would have gone into that facility, keeping things a little bit looser in the barrel market for a little longer. But as we head into the first part of January, we're still hearing that 40 pound blocks are tight. We're not necessarily hearing that demand is all that strong at this point. Thanks, Eric. You know, while we're talking about the U.S. still, let's discuss that trade data. I know you and Kara recorded a dairy skim episode already. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we recommend going back to hear our thoughts. But something we didn't go into detail about was the butter export number. Export volumes of butter from the U.S. neared nine-year highs because of demand from Canada. I was curious what they were paying for U.S. butter, so when we checked that out, we saw some strange values. In fact, the average unit value of butter shipped to Canada was $1.20 per pound. Yeah, that seemed off to us as well, Alyssa. When Kara and I looked at the numbers, it just appeared very impressive that the butter volumes into Canada were at record highs. But digging into the data and knowing that some of the butter that had traded uh, had gone in well over $6,000 a metric ton or you know, getting to that $3 a pound level, the fact that the overall unit value is at $1.20 means something's off. It suggests that there's some kind of either blended fat and alternative 
item that's cream-based, maybe fluid, or that some mislabeled product was put into that HS code. So something we're going to look at a little bit further, but that does appear to have well overstated the butter export numbers into Canada, even though I think if you take a lot of that out, it's still strong, but not like the chart suggests. Yeah, and I think nonetheless, it remains impressive that the U.S. kept hitting those monthly highs throughout 2022 as every single month since February reached record levels for that particular month of the year. Looking toward Europe, spot prices were a little less optimistic this week with just about every commodity ticking lower. There was a little activity in the European skim milk powder market in recent weeks due to the Christmas and New Year holiday. However, inventories are said to still be elevated while short-term demand remains weak. The cheese market saw weakness in the beginning of the new year as food retail orders for the holiday season fell short of expectations throughout the final weeks of 2022. The strength in Europe's milk production activity continues to be quite bearish as the calendar heads into the spring flush period over the next few months. Alyssa, when we talk to traders over there, it just seems like the manufacturers have plenty of stock to offer and that demand is still quite low. And so we see some bearishness, no matter the exchange rate with the dollar, which towards the tail end of 2022 was starting to get weaker. That did not necessarily entice more demand. So we still see some bearish activity out of the major exported commodities, that skim milk powder, butter, as well as cheese. One other thing in Europe that we're watching closely, it's been really warm there. So uh, that was a real critical concern going into winter with the war in Ukraine and the ban on natural gas being imported from Russia, that there'd be extraordinarily high prices. Well, citizens there have lucked out with very warm, uh, a warm winter. And so those natural gas and energy prices have come off quite a bit around the globe. However, that above expectations on temperatures, they may lead to more milk production in the near term, but it is quite dry there. And without that snowpack and snow cover, they could be dealing with potential for drought later on in 2023. So certainly a lot of interesting factors around dairy farm, on-farm profitability, and some of the things that could curb milk production later this year. While milk production's decent now in the Northern Hemisphere, that could change quite dramatically in the second half of the year if farm margins are cut quite a bit because of low commodity and milk prices starting in late Q1 and into Q2, um, as well as some of these weather concerns. Backing up to the very beginning of the week and also quite bearish, we had the first global dairy trade auction of 2023 on Tuesday. And the new year started pretty much the same way 2022 came to a close with China or North Asia very much an active buyer. Though buyers from the region did not need to be aggressive in order to secure impressive volumes because Southeast Asian demand was subdued on many key commodities. As a result, prices just kind of limped along. Yeah, when we start out the year like we did towards the tail end of last year, it just seemed like the momentum was quite bearish. And you said it best, without Southeast Asia being in the market as a competitive buyer on the downswing, China was able to pick up significant volume. And I think that 
leads to the potential for more bearishness. There can always be small pops in the market and we could see some gains occur in some GDT auctions or even GDT pulse auctions. But if China is able to pull and not have to compete with others or overbid to get that taken care of, they may be able to fill up as New Zealand's milk production gets a little bit better towards the tail end or shoulder of their season. We'll see here, but to open up the year, that was kind of a bearish print uh, and that'll ripple across a number of global dairy commodities. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Eric. As we wrap up this podcast on Friday afternoon, we are still waiting for the release of the USDA November Dairy Products Report that will be out at 2 p.m. Central Time. I think we're really looking forward to seeing what the butter volume and production volume was for November as that cold storage number was a bit of a bearish surprise to us. And with the lack of any real movement in the butter market, I think market participants there are eager to see what those numbers come out and play here. Absolutely. That does it for today's episode. Next week will be rather quiet as the team preps our monthly forecast report for our customers. We look forward to chatting with you then and don't forget to head to highgrounddairy.com to check out our new website. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 